0: Ayo, Welcome into the CHGO White Sox post oh, podcast. Uh, I you post- right post- you could have post- yeah. gone with
1: postponed podcast. That would have been hard to say, but yeah. Ayo, Welcome into the CHGO White Sox postponed podcast. It was hard to say, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Did
0: I do it right? A lot of people. Yeah. yeah, you did. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio A. Um, what does he stand for? Big Apple. That works. works.
2: A? air yeah, quality the
0: oh air quality look at you there it is herb uh the a stands for air quality uh, i'm sean anderson you can follow me on twitter at sean underscore w underscore anderson alongside me is the full chgo white Sox crew got vinnie duber you can follow him on twitter at vinnie duber he's our chgo white Sox beat writer and that's herb lawrence hello you can follow him on twitter at actor 23 he's our chgo white Sox community leader being produced today by steven nicholas um i guess we'll get to that later um because we got a segue So I'll bring them up. So (laughs) I want to talk to Steven. Stay tuned. Uh, Stay tuned, folks. Um, We are not going to be bringing you a pregame or postgame today because, again, the air quality has canceled the game. Uh, This is not the first time that a game has been canceled uh, due to air quality. Uh, Games in 2020 uh, due to the California wildfires um, have been postponed. Uh, But I did like a a tweet. I think it was yesterday um, from DNVR Rockies basically saying, like, this is like every Tuesday for us. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, poor air quality is, you know, especially in the West, uh, you know, more common. So I think it's kind of shocking for us Midwesterners and uh, East Coasters. What are you guys taking away from uh, today being postponed and all the scenes of Orange Manhattan?
1: Well, just the, the what jumped out to me was when the government is telling everybody to stay inside, when I, I saw the phrase urging residents to remain indoors, probably playing a baseball game outside is a very bad idea. So good thing that uh, Major League Baseball uh, figured all that out and made sure that there was going to be no danger to uh, to the White Sox or the Yankees tonight, as well as uh, the teams playing in Philly, the Phillies and yes, Tigers. Tigers uh, also postponed today for the same reason. Um, not a not a good time up in Canada right now. Uh, I believe they've got over two hundred active wildfires or something like that. Um,
2: it's in the hundreds. I know that yeah, like nine million acres.
1: It's uh, it's a really bummer situation up there and uh obviously we in the united states are just feeling feeling the effects of it right now with all the uh air quality stuff i mean we we talked about it yesterday the the air quality in chicago is is higher than it typically or worse i should say than it typically is for this same reason um obviously not enough to do what you saw the pictures from new york city today like you said sean the orange skies for a while there it looked like uh New York had been transported to Mars, and that's scary. That looks like the end of the world. And uh, so, yeah, this is a bad thing that's going on in Canada, bad effects in the United States, so good thing that the White Sox are not playing uh, tonight.
2: Yeah, I echo those sentiments. And I think that just to give a, a like a synopsis or a, a stark difference, Chicago right now is moderate. It's like in the 80s with the air quality. 76. 76. New York, plus 300 plus. It's Dangerous out there. Like nobody is safe out there. And especially players who have been exposed to, you know, respiratory illnesses as COVID was. Lucas Giolito. Yohan Mancada, to name a few on the White Sox. But, yeah, it's very dangerous for everybody, fans in the stands, uh, broadcasters, people like Merck and uh, James Feigen. Those, it's, being outside in New York is not a good thing. And I saw after they had uh, postponed the game, Merck sent out a tweet that the White Sox are still out there playing catch and such. He's like, hey, man. Why? Get, exactly. Get your go ass home. inside. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It, not, there's a reason why we're not playing tonight's game. It's not like getting up free throws after a basketball game. No, just go home. Relax, enjoy your hotel, it's the lobby, and that's all. But, yeah, it's a good thing that uh, saner and, and smarter minds prevailed in this. I don't know what took so long, but I'm glad eventually they got the job done and said, we're not going to do this. We're not even out of the clear for tomorrow's games, which are where this game is uh, going to be gone to a straight doubleheader. But I'm glad that their smarter heads have prevailed and we're good to go. As far as those players' safety, and uh, we hope no lasting effects from them playing last night, which wasn't great either. Well, yeah. and here's
1: just a kind of a um, an oddity, if you will. Uh, the White Sox get to add another strange situation to their to their history of it. Oh yeah, they were in New York City uh, for nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Uh, and yes, their were. games were canceled. Obviously, all games were canceled, but their games were canceled right there. Um, uh, they were also part of that game in Baltimore. Uh, the mm, yes. the, uh, the great. C- civil unrest there uh, that w- that happened uh, there were the, and the protests uh, that were there in Baltimore that one year uh, forced the postponement of that night's game and then the next g- day they played the game within an empty stadium they locked the, they locked Camden Yards up Got and killed. they played the game in the empty <laughs> stadium so uh, obviously that one um, a bit more controversial in in how. The Orioles in baseball handled that. But uh, here's another one now canceled because of uh, wildfires in Canada. Uh, So just kind of another strange postponement for the White Sox.
2: Can we just ban the air from Canada? It's like, hey, come on, until we figure everything out. I mean, it's usually much cleaner. (laughs) 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 And nicer. That's what I've always heard. Um, The one thing, too, and you talk
0: about tomorrow, or I think Vinny talked about tomorrow, um, right now New York Times has a smoke forecast forecast. just showing kind of the smoke in with the uh, what is that? Airwaves? Not jet, uh, jet stream? Jet stream? Uh, the wind. low front? Yeah, the yeah. the wind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, how it's blowing around the uh, smoke. Um, it still has the island of Manhattan completely covered in high uh, air, air poor air quality, like just high smoke density um, until 2 a.m. tomorrow. So, I mean, that can still continue to linger over that island and cause more cancellations. Uh, game will be starting at 4.05 Eastern, so 3.05 here. Um, and then what's the exact wording on when Game 2 will start? Because it's game free two admission, will... right? Like, you buy one ticket and you get into both games, I think, uh, at least so if you're in the New York area. That could be single
1: cool. single entry doubleheader, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, I, the second game is going to start when it was scheduled to start, uh, which would be 6.05 Central time, unless – the first game goes very, very long. Um, if the first game is three and a half hours, say, then it will just be a situation where it will start half an hour after the first game ends. So, But it will be no earlier than the original scheduled time of 6.05 p.m. Central Standard. I mean, Standard or Daylight? Central Time. There you go. 6.05.
0: Six oh <laughs> six oh 6.05. Oh 6.05 oh on your regular working clocks. Or Correct. if it's broken, that's not our fault. And if it's off, you know, I can fix that, folks. Um, but, yeah, um, we got a post game tomorrow. So after the second game concludes, uh, we'll join you and talk about those games. Uh, you kind of talked about the, how this kind of puts the Sox in a, in a bad position. Obviously, we don't know if these games are going to happen, um, but it was supposed to be, um, now I'm blanking, Peralta?
2: No. uh Vasquez. Uh, Vasquez,
0: Randy Vasquez. Uh, Randy Vasquez against Lance Lynn tonight, um, and then uh, – Severino Severino's supposed to pitch tomorrow against Clevenger. Severino's not going to pitch game one against Lance Lynn Clevenger's going to pitch game two against likely Randy Vasquez. oh, uh, we
1: didn't get the big Sev Clev matchup oh
0: God <laughs> we were we were hoping for it right I mean that would have just
2: been every headline of every paper, even in Omaha, you know, Sev versus Clev, yeah, and I know people are looking at the stats right now like, oh. No, the better pitcher is the Randy Vasquez because he has a lower ERA. But, no, uh, it's just a blow-up last time that uh, uh, Severino pitched. And so he's only pitched, I think, three or four starts this year. has been hurt most of the year. So, trust me, Severino's a better pitcher than the Vasquez kid. So they're, the White Sox don't catch a break of facing the lesser guy in Vasquez. But they could still – they have experience versus uh, Severino. And I think uh, one player, Steven – has multiple home runs versus Luis Severino. Do you know who that player is, Stephen? I don't off the top of my head. Is, I can is tell it, from context. Is, is it Andrew Benintendi? Tell. It is Andrew Benintendi. No. He has two home runs no. and so a 400 it, batting average. Can I ask something, Herb? Mm. Since you brought it up, I'm not getting any time
0: limits. Or, you You're know, not. I'm not getting dinged. Thank God. I don't have to go in the corner after the show. <laughs> um, has he faced any pitchers this year where he's had a homer, a career homer against?
2: Um, he probably has, yes. Yes. I don't know. Just don't get your hopes up, folks. Um, Put your money down on again, Andrew
0: t- Benintendi tomorrow. Okay. Uh, uh, less than 10 more plate appearances until he <laughs> passes the Nick Magical line. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 going to be an interesting game tomorrow because, I mean, I was worried about Lance Lynn, and we're going to talk about the bullpen later because Vinny has a brand-new piece up at AllCHGO um, talking about Pedro Garfala and his impact on the turnaround for the White Sox bullpen. Uh, got some exclusive quotes from uh Reynaldo Lopez and Kendall Graveman on how uh, Pedro Grafaule has helped him. Um, But still, like James said, that it's likely Tanner Banks will be called up to be that 27th man. Um, The bullpen might be in a tough position if Lancelin has a tough day. And if Mike Clevenger has a tough day, because we've seen Clevenger against right-handed dominant lineups struggle because he really can't locate that slider and it really becomes fastball dominant. So it could put the Sox in a, in a tough position, but they do have an off day Monday, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world if they don't go six innings, but you're hoping for five for both of them just because it's a lot of baseball to play in one day. And I mean, the air quality isn't going to be great. It's still probably going to be
2: high. So, I mean, it, it might be difficult to play in. We could get a fourth straight appearance from Liam Hendricks. Because of the weirdness of the schedule, the the bullpen's well rested right now. Off day on Monday, off day unexpected today. I think you know it's not great to play a doubleheader, but if in it. Ideal situations, this is probably the best time because of all the rest they have had and all the uh, efficiency they have had. And we'll go over the bullpen, how bit good they've been this year. But, yeah, I don't see this as a uh, necessary evil or a bad thing that the bullpen might have to pitch. But, I, you know, I have faith in Lancelin getting the job done. He's been there. He knows New York. and he's seen He played the, for that team. Yeah, and he sees the example that Lucas Giolito gave that. to him. Yeah. Remember he had Ugh. to say he was all, yeah. all clean-shaven? It was terrible. I saw a picture, and I'll, I'm actually going to go steal it, and I'll, I'll send it to Steven.
0: So, Steven, check a check – that's it. Slack. Thank you. Um, but uh, it's a picture of Lance in a mm. Statue of Liberty thing. makes me happy. It's a, it's a funny picture. I'll I saw it. that. It's a funny <laughs> picture. Yeah, see, Herb's giggling. It's a yeah, funny picture. you like, Vinny, I know you. You'll <laughs> like it. All right. Um, we'll take a break here, and we'll let you know about our – great sponsors over at Omaha stakes um but then we'll you know jump into vinnie's post and talk about the bullpen because if this is going to be an important game for them just with lance lynn's what sec- second highest era in major league baseball uh, just behind jordan lyles and uh mike lavendry who's been a rocky ride uh they will definitely need to rely on that bullpen tomorrow uh let want to let you know about omaha stakes though um very excited to make my uh Belay Mignon, again, uh, from Omaha Steaks. They were very nice to send over a package. But if you want to really impress your dad this Father's Day, it's coming up. You know, you're not too late, folks. Week and a half. Week and a half. It's enough time to ship. Um, but urgency is here, all right? Father's Day is here, folks. Um, you're going to get over 60% in savings and plus dad's want steak. When you give your dad perfectly aged and oh-so-tender steak, when you perfectly cook them, you know, <laughs> You're gonna have the time of your life. Um, your guy Dougie Fresh, who was trying to uh, incriminate me today, apparently on the internet, um, thinking this. I'm stealing plants off of uh, oh, doorsteps on Ravenswood. I did see that. It wasn't me, folks. It wasn't you at all. Um, you know, I, I know he would appreciate. I think he's a father himself. A, a nice grilled steak, you know. Um, it's also hopefully nice if he shares it with you. You know, hey dad, got you these for Father's Day. Why don't we Why don't we grill them up together? You know, great way to celebrate Father's Day. And uh, what your
2: dad would say? No, I know how well, to grill. You don't. Get out of here. These are my, this is my job. I don't ours. care if it's Father's Day. <laughs> get your ass out of there and, <laughs> and grab a seat. And for a limited time, when you
0: go to omahasteaks.com and enter the
2: code uh,
0: socks, that's C-H-G-O-S-O-X, into the search bar, you'll be able to order the dad's favorite gift package for just $99.99. Uh, that's ninety nine ninety nine. dollars Plus, you'll get f- eight free Omaha Steak burgers with your order. I had these. After I had the steaks, and uh, again, if you cook them right, folks, they're better than restaurant quality. I got to say, toast up the buns, put them in the broiler, maybe put a little uh, mayo on that, butter on that, put it on the broiler for like a minute on high, get your buns nice and crispy, put a little, uh, you know, cheese down. You don't have to put lettuce down, Vinny, you're making it yourself. This is cooking with Sean. And then you could put a Chef Sean.
1: Hey,
2: I'm just saying, impress your dad. I don't Um, think Vinny minds lettuce on a burger. I hate lettuce. Oh, I lettuce. burger. I think he's lettuce very, is the
1: worst food in the world. He's been very clear yes. that green bad. Um, <laughs> I will eat all. I will eat any other vegetable before lettuce. I hate wow. lettuce. Meat good. Meat good. Yeah, these burgers <laughs> taste like a, a steak on a bun and are
0: ultra lean and pack a bold. All hot steaks can
1: have that. phrase, by the way. good. Meat, meat, meat good. Meat good.
0: <laughs> meat good. <laughs> um, save over sixty percent on the dad's favorite grill pack, and you'll get four bacon wrap fillets. Mm. Uh, four premium air chilled boneless chicken breasts. Mmm. Four boneless pork chops. Mmm. Uh, four gourmet jumbo franks. Mmm. Who doesn't love that too? I mean, come on, Chicago style, a little mayo, relish, big hurt, oh, right? Mayo and a hot dog. I don't know why I said mayo. I'm, I'm f- I've been talking talking mustard. <laughs> is what I think um, what I meant to say. Are you ca- Canadian? Yes. Okay. Um, look at my look at my a look at my hockey jersey a. Uh, mm-hmm. and four made from stretch caramel apple tartlets and. An Omaha Steak Seasoning. And plus, the four the eight uh, free Omaha Steak Burgers for only ninety nine ninety nine. So don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and type in CHGO Socks into the search bar and order the Dad's Favorite Kit Package for Father's Day today. That's omahasteaks.com and enter keyword CHGO Socks into the search bar. Thank you to uh, Omaha Steaks. And uh, all right, so Stephen, you like steaks. I love steaks. You should order this for your dad. And then I know you have a grill, so then therefore you can impress your dad and also have steak dinner. Boom. Um, but you... Went to Stagg High School. I did. We're a classmate with Max Struess. I was. And he went to Lewis University. He did. um, One of our uh, new sponsors. So, shout out to Lewis University. Boom. Um, At Lewis University, many of our students are adults just like you. Many have full time jobs, many have families. All of them choose Lewis Supportive Education Community to help make their transition. Back to school as easy as possible and earn a respected degree. It is 35 miles southwest of Chicago. Lewis is a comprehensive Catholic university, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers, employers for tuition discounts and courses are offered in evening, online and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Um, And they can offer career support and academic resources for adult students. Whether you're looking to complete your bachelor's degree, enroll in a professional certificate or graduate degree, Lewis has the right program for you. Lewis can, uh, Lewis offers career focused programs in business, commuter science, and technology, criminal justice, education, nursing, and many high demand fields. We are, uh, oh wait, Uh, one of their programs uh, I'm very proud of is their nursing uh, program because uh, that's where uh, my cousin Maggie went. Uh, She went to uh, Ball State first. Wasn't really for her um, and she got her nursing degree, went to Lewis, was able to travel from home. Uh, He's trying to get something. Uh, The door's open. open. Um, (laughs) Was able to travel from her house in Southwest uh, Chicago and uh, able to uh, get her nursing degree and she was uh, now working in at christ uh just in oakland and she's killing it and she got her degree from lewis so very proud of lewis there's the logo uh and you can go to uh you are you can go to lewis.edu slash you can do this uh to discover how a degree from lewis can help you build a better world and again learn more at uh, lewis
2: edu slash you can do this uh you know who went to lewis other than max Struce? my cousin maggie he just got done saying that, I Herb. Got it. I know you were concerned about the door, but. It was blowing open and like, the thing was about to fall down. Yeah, out. I was I'm very like confused. The, I walked up to him, like, this door's closed. The light was about to fall down. Um, Jay Zawaski. Oh. He went to Lewis University. I used to visit him when I didn't know him. I had a, we have a mutual friend named Jill, and so I went to Lewis University all the time, not as a student because I wasn't smart. Um, but I went to visit Jill and saw Jay Zawoski there for the first time. Then we both worked at the score. For like 20 years. And now you work here together. Now we work here. Look He's following that. me. In, in Inseparable. Go um, so to Lewis University. You can
1: meet your,
0: your soulmate. Yeah, go, exactly. go to Lewis University to be best friends with Herb Lawrence.
1: <laughs> your soulmate is Jay? That's what I just thought well, We're about
2: yeah. the same. <laughs> <laughs> Have like you food. seen them in the same room? We like food. We all both like hockey. Who doesn't? They're pretty cute <laughs> together. They're cute. Have parents.
0: beards. You um, <laughs> um, So, no White Sox baseball. We are very sad about that, Alex. Um, I, w- I would like... Some White Sox baseball would be nice. You'll but get some tomorrow. Hopefully. We'll get du- double Twice dose. as much. Boom. Um, double your pleasure, double your fun. To fill your time, you can read Vinny Duber's new article over at allchgo.com. Um, exclusive quotes from Reynaldo Lopez and Kendall Graveman. Uh, we got some stat graphs. We got some quote graphics. But why not talk to the author himself, the auteur wow, himself. Wow, the author. Um, this is, like I think, one of the more uh like first pieces that we're kind of seeing Pedro's leadership stand out. Um obviously there's many different ways, but I mean how how do you think that it is defined for the bullpen? Because this isn't really his realm, right? We we think of this as Ethan Katz's realm and, and Kurt Hassler's realm. Um but Pedro obviously is managing all twenty six men on this roster. So how is he able to, you know, uh really step his foot into the pitching game and communicate with those players.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Pedro's necessarily doing anything that other managers aren't, um, but it's definitely something that people don't see, that fans don't see. This is not something that happens uh, during the game necessarily or something that happens in front of the TV cameras in general. It's something that goes on after the game's over. Maybe someone needs a pep talk in the in in, in the clubhouse. It happens while guys are just doing work, maybe he wanders over and says, Hey man, heard you had a, Hey, heard you had a great bullpen. Keep it up. We believe in you kind of thing. And those votes of confidence from, from a manager are helpful. They're big to these players. Uh, I talked to Kendall Graveman. I talked to Reynaldo Lopez. Both of these guys said that it's been, it's made a big difference. Pedro's positivity and his belief in them, his confidence that he is not just saying I'm confident in you. He's giving them a reason to be confident in themselves. Um, and again, I, I don't think that it's something that Tony didn't do or Ricky didn't do or, you know, or Robin didn't do or anything like that. It's just that here's a, here's a firsthand example from these guys telling me that this happened and I can pass it along to everybody else and people can go, oh, then that's a little different. I, I, I'm, I'm watching at home and maybe I'm just judging Pedro based on the way the lineup looks or the way he's managing the pitching staff, the pinch hitter that he put in or didn't put in kind of thing. Doing the whole armchair managing thing, does he meet what you would have done if you were at at the controls? But there's more, much more to this job than that, than those in-game decisions. And um, when you can hear examples of them that have really paid off, uh, then that's that's a big deal. So, uh, you know, I heard Reynaldo Lopez say, he came up to me and, and Pedro came up to me and reminded me that I'm good, that I've been good because... Sometimes you forget, and and it would have been easy for Reynaldo to forget with the April that he had. His ERA was up over eight, I think. Mm-hmm. By, uh, you know, after the first you know number of outings for him, as as you'll show, he's been pretty fantastic since. And it just took somebody to come along and say, "Remind yourself. I'm going to remind you, but you need to remind yourself that you can do this." He said he's changed his mindset when he's on the mound. And this is a guy who's been doing this for a while in in, in Reynaldo. This is not some kid fresh up from the minors. Um, Kendall comes along and says, any player needs to be reminded of this from time to time. And I think this is the approach that Pedro has, like you said, with all 26 guys, plus the guys that come in and out via roster moves and stuff like that. Uh, Just because you don't see it on, on the TV camera, on the broadcast during the game, doesn't mean that these very important things that is part of a manager's job description, are happening. If you were mad about the Luis Robert Jr., Pedro Grafol communication snafu and thought that it flew in the face of everything that Pedro was saying about communication when he was introduced, this is communication, and this is an example of it going very right.
0: Yeah, and we have that quote from Raylo um, that you were referring to about Pedro you know, hyping him up here, um, he came to me and was like, quote, just focus how, on how good you are, uh, end quote. Uh, this helped me out a lot, just thinking about that on the mound. It's working, uh, and not only doing this to him, but also the other uh, relievers as well. We'll get to Kendall, who basically said the same thing in his own words. Um, but, you know, Raylo, the first instant he had in 2023 being the closer, mm-hmm. gives up a moonshot yeah. to Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Could be pretty crushing. To mm-hmm. confidence and I know you were a big proponent of the ninth inning matters you have to have the chutzpah to pitch in that moment right and we know Liam Hendricks wants that moment so it's not really surprising to see him in back-to-back uh, moments here but Raylo uh, if you want to go to his stats Steven over the scoreless streak uh, past nine games nine and a two-thirds inning no earned runs no home runs five walks nine Ks five walks in those nine and two-thirds innings uh, means this FIP is going to be a little bit higher fielding independent pitching uh, just because he is putting base runners on but as you can Still good. See. They're not scoring. They're not scoring. Um, so, uh, I mean, what do you make of Raylo? I mean, could it have been just a tough game, a tough at-bat kind of got his confidence off the tracks and just needed somebody to kind of pull him back onto the, the, the tracks here? Because I always said the stuff is the stuff was fine. I mean, he, he was throwing 99, and then he followed it up with a 92-mile-per-hour slider, and then Jordana Alvarez hit it to the moon. Yeah. I'd I throw my hands up and just be like, oh, well. Like, there was one time and literally the biggest kid came up and it was like, oh, are you actually, like, 10 or are you, like, 14? Like, he's just, like, 6'3", yeah, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to throw this, like, lob. I'm going to throw it as fast as I can, and you're going to hit it out to the street over the fence that's, like, 300 feet, and the fence is, like, 150. Like, that really does feel like just Jordan Alvarez at this point. Um, but, like, can one moment really take a player off
2: that track? I mean, I've never played the game, but I can imagine it did. I mean, we talked when Liam Hendricks got here, and I think his first press conference, he said, I'd rather throw a horseshit pitch with confidence than a great pitch with no confidence. And so that's kind of in that same realm. Like, you have to have that mindset that this dude, like, where you were talking about that dude who's uh, you're going to get, you knew you were going to get hit. And so that mindset is you're going to get hit, and you were right. I think you put that out into the atmosphere and that happened. And that's what Pedro's doing. He's putting good, positive thoughts in Raylo's mind to remind himself. And so then his mind says, okay, I am good. Remember last year? I did this, that, and the other. F all that garbage I did early in the season. It's a new season now. Now I can go and execute my pitches. And so, yeah, positivity goes a long way. And it's not for nothing that, you know, Pedro says this. He has a lot on his plate. The team has been bad for the most part this year. And for him to take people aside and say, hey, man, don't even worry about that crap. You are good. And giving them, instilling confidence in those players and telling them that they're good, don't worry, and having a little burden off of their shoulders. Because this is their livelihood. I know Raylo doesn't think he's going to get sent down, but there's always a chance. If you have an 8 ERA early, you failed as a closer Failed as close as I put those in quotes. You can get down on yourself, and this is his walk year too. So he's like, "Ah, oh man, I'm not, you know, putting myself in the best position to further my career after this." So he probably well, got down on himself.
0: Sent down before too. Yeah, in 2021.
2: And so he's like, "You know, those positive affirmations, those words are working for him, and maybe he had this all he needed to hear is somebody else say it." Because maybe he, he has the stuff, as you said, the, the the fastball's been there, the slider's been there, but it's been getting hit hard. And that's probably because he's not throwing those pitches with conviction and confidence that it's not going to get hit hard, as he saw Yard uh, Alvarez turn his uh, slider right back around. But, yeah, I think positive affirmations and positive mentality is a good thing and I'm not saying that Tony didn't have it but he's a veteran he's a hall of fame manager so maybe he doesn't go to every player and say the things that Pedro says or Pedro says it a different way and it works and kudos to these players to be open to listening to a rookie manager and taking in that advice and saying you know what you know some people would say you know you just got here I've been here for such and such years I'm good but it's good that they're like Ready, even Kendall Graveman, a vet of the game, listening to Pedro, ingesting those words and saying, "That's my leader. If he's gonna give me good positive energy, I'ma put that out there in the mound." So yeah, it's good that Pedro Grafal is instilling this in his players because we've seen so many times of the old school baseball we were talking about yesterday, Vinny. Where managers will yell at you, managers would tell you, "Hey, you're not doing this, that, and the other. You're you're not gonna be pitching for a little bit while." Like Earl Weaver used to berate his players. And that's pitching out of fear. Now, Raylo's pitching out of confidence. That's much better. You want to have that clear mind when you're out there on the mound, not worrying about, am I going to be here next? What's my next role? What's my next pitch? I think uh, Pedro instilling confidence, say, hey, man, you're fine, and we're going to trust you when the next time you go out there goes a long way. And you see the numbers are showing up.
0: Well, and you bring up the Tony thing. Like, I was watching Sunday Night Baseball with the Dodgers and Yankees, and um, they talked about Freddie Freeman and just about – how relationships are so important in baseball and you know that just leads to they ta- They first led off with like Jake Bowers and how he has a relationship with um you know someone at the Yankees minor league so that's how he ended up with the Yankees to refix his swing like he was ready to quit baseball but that relationship kept him in the game and now he's producing with the Yankees um but then they went to Jason Hayward and it was basically like they don't really tell you anything different at the Dodgers it's just kind of sometimes you just need a different voice to tell you the same thing so yeah. um you know, it maybe it's just different energy. Maybe it's just—I mean, we even kind of saw it a little bit with Miguel Cairo, like uh, at, at the end of the yeah. year. Then um, they kind of, you know, fell out of it against Cleveland, and I don't think they really wanted to play baseball anymore. Well, but, they weren't a different—they
1: weren't a different team, were they? I mean, you know what I mean? They were. Yeah. They obviously did respond immediately to yeah. Miguel Cairo, but then they Older. kept doing the same thing they had yeah. done all year because they were the same. Team. They ended up <laughs> at 81 and 81. Right.
0: Um, yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, even with the, the Graveman thing, like, the, the quote that he gave you, Vinny, um, is even when we've had some bad outings, Pedro's there to uh, talk to us individually and say, hey, we still have confidence in you. The good thing for Kendall Graveman, um, if we want to go to that, um, he has a scoreless streak of his own, right? Um, you talk to two really good pitchers. Um, but, I only uh, talk to the best. Right. <laughs> so watch out. Uh, Vinny's talking to you. You know, you, you can hang a uh, uh, <laughs> hang a star on that one. What's that? Um 14 games, uh, 14 and third innings pitched, uh, zero earned runs, zero home runs, five walks, 14 Ks, and a FIP of 2-5-9, uh, um, but he's just been, I mean, lights out. I mean, I didn't even know it was up to 14 games at this point. How could you not be confident in yourself
2: when you're going out there in 14 straight times you're doing your job? I mean, we've seen this, like, just in your own profession, or lives. Like, I know I don't like to mix sports and regular jobs, but somebody at your job or, you know, somebody outside your job sees you doing a good job or f- falling to the side, you get a positive word from that person. You're like, you know what? The person's right. I am not as bad as I'm thinking in my own mind. You can sabotage yourself. The mind plays tricks on you. And I don't think, and I think you wrote it in the article and you guys should just really go and read that. Like Major League Baseball players, I would think they would have confidence problems like all the time because of they're on the biggest stage they're on national TV they make a bunch of money so there's a lot of expectations on them and, and some and some guy who's the best pitcher in the world is out
1: there trying to strike you out yeah and it's like if you strike out it's not like that you're bad exactly he's just really good but like you said it could carry over and, and I think I think you bring up a great point like this is everybody always tells you that this is a very mental game and Again, it's easy to forget. I I think, again, the the point of what I wrote today was like, hey, think about Pedro. Think about players. Think about the White Sox in a different way than you're used to because what are we always used to how how good is somebody oh let me go to their baseball reference page and check let me see the stat columns and let me compare the stats and compare the numbers there's no stat column that is positive thoughts per at bat <laughs> or uh, you know you can see their batting average the there's no fourth slash line number that is current level of confidence in yourself right there there, there is twtw there is twtw <laughs> but you're going to have a hard time finding the, that stat i think there's only one guy who keeps that and he's got he's, the, mad. His, he's got a <laughs> database in granger Indiana. Um, He's not
0: really writing things down. Nah, probably not. Maybe text <laughs> somebody, but, uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah. And so I think that there are, there are a bunch of elements to this game that even the people who think they know it best and who do know it very well from watching it their entire life, from following it their entire life, have no clue about some of this, these other things that are going on. And so anytime you can bring that to the fold and show it working on top of it, I think it's very useful to people.
0: Jared's sharing uh, the uh, Scrabble of PTAB, uh positive thought per at Yeah. Um, plus. Plus. It's on a sc- yeah. 100 scale, right? We got we to weigh it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even Graveman. I mean, we, we saw him uh, in the eighth in the bigger moment yesterday. I know we kind of talked about that during the game. Um, but, I mean, Graveman's been electric. reynaldo has been electric. They're going to have two games tomorrow. I know uh, Marcos is like, oh, this is going to ruin their momentum. You know, they got four straight wins. Yeah. Um, just sneeze what was that
2: oh is that jake he's
0: all right I don't, I, no one's all right I, mean, I hope i hope we caught that on camera please <laughs> please tell me we caught that on camera there no one's i don't think i hope their back that. is it all was right a ghost um but marco's saying you know this is going to ruin the, the the white Sox momentum but I mean, it is possible that lancelin has a good start could be possible that mike clevenger has a good start i mean mm-hmm. they both can have a bad start and we're worried about the bullpen could also have a good start um and, I mean, maybe the situation arise where Renaldo Lopez, just because you just played a game before, has mm-hmm. to close out the game. I mean, are you worried in even those scenarios? Because they have had the closer by committee that if you, Liam Hendricks appears in his fourth straight game, he's not going to appear in his fifth straight game. So someone's going to have to close out the game. Like, you, there's a lot of guys that they can trust right now in this bullpen because
2: it's not – where they
0: were in March and
2: April. Let me just say that I hope they get into that situation where Ronaldo Lopez is trying to close out the game for the White Sox six win in a row because they won the game earlier than that because uh, uh, Liam closed out the fifth game in a row. But
1: or that fifth game could be like ten to six, one. To ask well, then I would love <laughs>
2: then I would want when want Ronaldo Lopez in that second game that'd be great It'd pitching be, three then, innings. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I think you know if he's still. Harboring those thoughts of, hey, I'm not a closer or, hey, that guy hit me that one time when, you know, when I was in the closer role, I didn't succeed. Yeah, that that will be a detriment to him. But I hopefully Pedro and himself are working on the confidence and working on, I'm actually good. I'm really damn good. Look at my ERA last year. Look at how dominant I was. People put me in this position to be the closer this year because how good I was last year. And these nine last re- relief appearances – I've shown that I'm that guy. I'm that dude. So I wouldn't have any um, qualms about him going to the bump in the ninth inning if he was the guy that was available. Like if they used Kelly, Graveman, and then Liam in the ninth inning for the first game, and then they need to go to another strong person. Yeah, I wouldn't have any qualms if he still got the right mindset.
1: And, and we've left out of this discussion a guy who Pedro has kept listing among the uh, guys that he's confident sending out there in the ninth. That's Keenan Middleton. Uh, mm-hmm. who has been just fantastic for them this year. Um, obviously, we bring up Santos a lot uh, because of, we like to have fun with him being Groot. But uh, he he's a guy who has, has been very workmanlike and has gone in in many different situations. Middleton has been deployed in those kind of closer-type, high-leverage-type situations and succeeded, so... Um, You know, make sure you expand that list to include him, too, because he's somebody that Pedro keeps bringing up as being among those guys.
0: I don't even think we mentioned Joe Kelly a lot uh, either, and I understand that um, he's had a little bit of a rockier road in his last five games. Four of them have been against Detroit, just to be a little fair, Um, and then he did give up the first hit yesterday, but as we talked, I don't know if that's really, yeah.
1: Yeah. Two hits in a run. I mean, so a walk, two hits, in a run yesterday. I don't know if that run scores. Yeah, I, I don't I mean,
2: necessarily count it against him. I right. won't say, oh, he had a bad outing yesterday. No, they won the game. He got a hold. Um, but, you know,
0: from April 30th to May 23rd, 10 and two-thirds, two hits, a zero earn, and 15 strikeouts with no walks.
2: He's got the nastiest stuff in the bullpen. I mean, bar none. It was a 94-mile-per-hour k- curveball. <laughs> I mean, there's, like, there's very few people in the major leagues that are nastier. Out of the bullpen than Joe Kelly is absolutely, and uh, yeah, no, I mean they're in a spot where the
0: bullpen just really looks like it's thriving right now. Um, let's go to the month by month stats too, just to kind of show you. Um, Ninety nine and two thirds innings <laughs> pitched in March and April.
1: Um, a that, very pensive Aaron Bummer. Yes, the mm. thinker. Mm. Poor Jake mm. Deakman. Mm. Oh, that's Jake Deakman. Okay,
2: blowing well, on his hand.
1: Jake Deakman's hands are cold in that picture, which <laughs> that happened to all of us. I in think
2: March he was choking actually. <laughs> wow, oh, God, wow. Yeah, Stephen um, hates Jake
0: Deakman. K per nine of <laughs> 10.75, uh, a walk per nine of 5.15. Oof. Yikes. Yee. ERA of 6.86. Worse than l- baseball? Worse than the A's. I think that's where Lance was. Lance's current ERA, I think is 6.86. I'm not trying to make a joke. I, I think
1: it's 6.60.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, because he had the good start. I think before it was, it was 6.86. Um, a FIP of 4.49. Still bad. You know, lower than the ERA, but, I mean, they were doing a lot wrong. Uh, and a home run per nine of 1.81. A worth a full negative one uh, F4 in March and April. Um, And then in May, things started turning around. Joe Kelly had a great May. Uh, 98 and two-thirds innings pitch. An 8.21k per nine. That went down, but the walk per nine went down. 3.83. The home run per nine went down uh, from 1.81 to Eight, two, um, and that ERA from 6.86 to 3.28 nearly worked a full win in May. And then so far in June, they've been electric 13 and two-thirds innings. Uh, 9.2 uh, cake per nine. So that's gone up. The walk's still going down 2.63 per nine. An ERA of 1.32. And again, one of those was an earned run against Joe Kelly that was kind of iffy. Um, and a FIP of 3.06, which is fantastic. And a home run per nine of .66. Um, so now, with that .3 war... They are a positive unit for the year, so they've turned around all of that bad will, um, and hopefully they can continue. For a team that.
1: that's still eight games under five hundred, yes. Team. Well,
0: again, and that's the issue. It, Steven brings it up right before the show. It's like, oh, you know, with all this results, uh, you know, are they is it still bad that they spent all this money in the bullpen? Yes. Yes, because the bullpen isn't that most that is isn't the most important though. Oh, I, I know, yeah. but I just you know, I, I think now's a fair time to bring up the bullpen can be great, and I think it's really important in the postseason, but to get to the postseason I think
1: I think you can say right now that for adding that's correct. They paid that money for the postseason. But also they're they're getting what they paid for right now. They're getting the sort of performances again, small sample size if we're just using the last month or so but they're getting what they thought they were going to get when they said let's put this money on Kendall Graven let's put this money on Joe Kelly let's put this money on Liam Hendricks this is what they thought they were going to get and so to that to that degree in that discussion it's 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 paying off because they're getting the dominant bullpen that they invested in to have hey Steven, yes
2: but can you bring up the May uh, graphic one more time if you could Sean do you know why opposing batters um didn't do well in May I don't know they mess with the bull.
0: Oh, so they got the horns. Yeah, you got damn <laughs> you right. Go. Nice. Look at
2: my man giving that nice. <laughs> I forgot that teacher's name. That that movie was great. Principal something. Breakfast Club. I'm trying to think of the name. Breakfast Club. Oh, the. the no, no, I was name? trying to think of the name of the. Uh, who's the
0: guy that plays it? That's such a that guy.
2: I don't know. Here. He's he's. I think he's, Good he's, be he's, he's Always guy. been a character actor. I think Main West. Yes, it was a film that was Main it West? Main West. I know it's in the
0: area. Uh, uh, Main Bob West or Gleason, my-
1: Vernon. Mm. Uh, Richard Vernon. Um, vice principal, Richard Vernon. He, he's, he's not even the principal. Because he's working yeah. on the weekends. He had to work on the weekends. Yes.
2: <laughs> Everybody was. You
1: know what? He was well-dressed for a, for a vice principal on a Saturday. Yeah, he, he, was, he was well-dressed in that movie. Maybe he just went styles. out to the clubs
2: on Friday and was like, I'm just going to go back, <laughs> back in to work. <laughs> Main North. Maine North. Maine North. Nope. Not uh, there anymore, right? Not a real school anymore. Oh, really? I don't think so. I don't think they do Maine North anymore. I think it's Weston. South. They had to
1: cancel the football program at that high school because Judd Nelson is totally <laughs> frozen. Yeah, he's, never, he's, never he's never been, been removed from it, the football it's field. He's a statue oh. now. <laughs> it was closed when they
0: filmed it. Okay. It closed in 81. So, there you go. They're the black and gold Norsemen. Oh. oh. All right. But my point, too, though, like, yes, the bullpen has been dominant, but even this year so far, over 200 innings, they're worth point three war. Like, oh right, you know, they were so, real like, bad in April. Right, yeah. so I mean, like I, I I get that at this point they're dominant, but again, like how much can they actually turn the tides? Like you have to be putting them in a position through the first five innings to put them in a spot to win. Because even Kendall Graveman, like you know, that's that's 14 innings and in 14 games. It's really stretching back all the way to the, the start of May. Like I mean, so I mean, it's it, even though he's been the guy to close out the White Sox and they're 11 and three when he pitches, like there's still eight games under 500. Yeah,
1: right? and I I think the starting pitching you know if you're just talking about bullpen success as a whole you do have to throw some credit to the rotations way because they need to go six seven innings in a game in order to you know for the bullpen to keep the efficiency up and, and keep the stamina up to be able to do that each and every night so um they definitely deserve or that's definitely part of that story um listen we've We've, we've covered this team every day since the start of the season. We well know uh, what their problems are and that they have not solved all of them by a long shot. But um, the, the bullpen looks great right now. I think the starting pitching is right there with it, you know, to you know not quite as dominant but, mm-hmm. but pretty close. And then the, the offense is kind of what we're all still waiting to see do. Again, if we're talking about what the White Sox thought each of these units were going to do, they're getting it now from the bullpen. The starting pitching is close. The offense is still far off, and at least
0: to the main focus of the story you wrote about being Pedro and the effect in, on the bullpen. Um, at least the main topic yesterday of the no hitter from Lucas Giolito. I mean, we have seen that an example from Pedro Grifol on a starting pitcher as well, being like, "Hey, when you were in the opposing dugout and we saw that you were on the bump and you had that look in your eyes, like we knew that we were just absolutely screwed." So, like, have that look. You're that guy. I know you can be that guy. And Lucas has been that guy this entire year. And, I mean, with multiple starts, only White Sox pitcher in, in, uh,
1: in history to have multiple six-inning no-hit starts. And, and Pedro, too, has described that approach as being team-wide. You know what I mean? Obviously, different guys need to hear different things. Different guys are going to be re- receptive to different strategies. But Pedro, want, when he talks about the offense, that he believes the offense is coming around, he says the same thing. These guys have been good. These guys have done it before. These guys have hit at, you know, to bring up everyone's favorite reconism, you know, these guys have been silver sluggers before. These guys have been all star caliber players before. If you're talking about guys who have struggled, like Tim Anderson, Andrew Benintendi, all star track records for both of those guys. So, um, Pedro. He's probably saying a lot of the same stuff that we heard him talk about with Reynaldo, heard him talking about with Kendall and, and the other bullpen pitchers. He's probably saying a lot of that same stuff to the hitters, too. Um, and, and whether that is going to be the only uh, thing that drives them to any success, we'll find out. It probably is a, a mix of a lot of things, but um certainly can't hurt, I would imagine.
0: Well, And we brought up, too, what Pedro said about Berger not playing and, you know, who wouldn't want Jake Berger in the lineup? You talked about him always staying ready, Providing mm-hmm. pinch hit home runs, um, you know I, I think, you know he doesn't have his confidence broken when he's not in the lineup because yeah. it's not really a him issue; it's a, a lineup issue. Even though this team is again eight games under five hundred, uh, we'll take a break uh, and we'll talk uh, more about the Sox, obviously, um, and uh, let you know though about some of our fantastic uh, sponsors. Why don't you let you know about Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Look at Vinny's fantastic shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor ventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, it tells us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively before our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code C- CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the Shades rate of five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO. Um. We're told to, uh, is this, I don't know, might be going golfing soon, is what we heard. Right? He might be. So we know we're going to be decked out in our Pins and Aces gear. I know Steven already rocked the golf course uh, with his Pins and Aces gear, and we are going to have to brave the course some point this summer, and we'll be looking good. Uh, pins and Aces is the official golf pair partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear, and uh, we'll be getting tons of compliments on and off the course at our all-company-wide golf outing.
1: should be fun. We'll see what happens. I've golfed <laughs> twice in my entire life, so I would uh, I would alert the when, when, wherever we end up playing. I would send out a citywide alert to that to that place saying M- your windows are in danger. You'll
0: be looking your best though. Oh, I'll this be looking the, great. The best. You'll, I, I don't, don't think look I'll, think I'll be playing course. very well,
1: but I'll be looking great.
0: <laughs> they make amazing uh, polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve and pins and aces too. Uh, when you go to their website and browse. Uh, their their site not only do they have apparel and all this great stuff to uh you know make your golf game uh more fun but they understand that it's not just about golfing maybe it's about enjoying a few cold ones so hey i mean you know do you like beer i do there you go tell me more oh well they have an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep the drinks the entire uh cold the entire round so um even though you might not like golf you
2: do like beer. That's what and golf is. And it'll be was. cold beer. That's what golf was made for, beer. There you go. Uh, so check <laughs> Not out. actually playing. Who actually plays golf? It's dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you do, check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO. Drink to beer Receive 50% you off <laughs> your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO for 50% off your first order. Also want to let you know about FOCO. Uh, that Tim Anderson bobblehead right in front of That's us okay. is do- donated from our friends over at Foco. Um, they have donated a few awesome pieces to our set, including the Vinnie Duber bobblehead. And Herman is now kind of confusing bits here. He says, you look like Jake. He's Berger. got a new bit. Yeah. He says, you look like Jake Berger. In the so same have we case. ever seen Jake Berger and Vinnie uh, in the same person, or are they derived from each other in some way? A clone?
2: Care to comment? They're both from Missouri. Well, we went both to went to schools. school in Missouri. We yes. both went to
1: college in Missouri. Eventually. One likes
2: terrible pizza. One doesn't. Correct. Guess which one? <laughs> so you say no? No, I am not Jake Berger. Okay, because right. if I was, I'd be
1: in New York City. Right? But he now. has no comment about Southpaw. <laughs> um, get fitted in the best. Well, sports Southpaw gear is around. not in New York City, so I can't. I can't make that money uh, that you know that where Southpaw bag. is. You got they don't sol- travel, mascots. This isn't college football. <laughs> you got a <laughs> Southpaw
2: locator on your phone? I know the, you do. the, the Marching band, too, with softball yeah. on the sidelines. And speaking
1: of college football, since you're still in this ad read, you can get all the great Arkansas Razorbacks bobbleheads that you want on FOCO. Hell, yes. Woo they
2: pig got suey. hoodies, Woo
1: pig
0: suey. <laughs> shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. And since it's spring and baseball season, they have Aloha shirts, straw hats, polo bags, everything you need for a game. Uh, so check out FOCO.com. That's FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. And for all non presale items, just the promo code CHGO for 10% off. What uh, is the
1: Arkansas Razorback mascot's
2: name? Crazy. Miss mm-hmm. Piggy. No? It's a man. Tusk. Uh, His is name it? is Tusk. Oh, no way. No. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. Yep. I'm going to hear it's about that fight. terrible re- album again. <laughs> it's
1: their
0: fight song. And somewhere. marching band. You oh, brought no. it up.
1: Oh, uh, man. God, it's. The book's not on the set. It, well, they don't play today, though.
0: But it. it they don't it, play today. As Marcos was worried, it's going to ruin the mojo.
2: Not really. We're not playing today. Did you buy that book? Yeah. Or who bought it? You? Yeah. I love those books. On purpose? I've got a bunch of those at home.
0: Oh, they're
1: great books. They're awesome. They're quick reads. Yeah. But they're chock full of musical information. They're great.
0: Every uh, book has a different author too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You
1: you can actually do submissions.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe one day. Which one would you do for your 33? I can't do Tusk. Thank you, Steve. No, you can't do Tusk. Tusk's
1: been done. There it is.
2: That's off camera. Oh, that's off camera? Damn. Yeah, um, it? I don't know. It's a good question.
1: It would have to be one like it would have to be one that like could write about well kind of thing. Do you, you gotta write a thirty three and
0: a third book about? It's just like the They're the not all
1: of it. they're not all like here's how they made the album, bop bop, bop. Like some of them are like that, but I have one that is um that is like the the author wrote like a short story mm. that just like centers around the Band in the album, but it's like fiction, so like it could be anything. And oh wow, Tusk Cam, Tusk Cam, hashtag yes. Tusk Cam. We need a
0: graphic for Tusk Cam.
1: But yeah, so I don't know. That'd be a tough one. I'd have to think about that for a while. But mm. there's like I was looking at the list today. There's like over 150 of them or something like that. They're they're good.
0: I a- like them. Absolutely. I mean, you know, they're 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 thin too. Um, they're not always a a big read. Um, and that one's more about like the making of the album because it's many like, of them are right. Yeah, yeah. This this one's like a historically just sure bad train wreck of an album most uh, expensive album ever when it was made and as you guys uh, like to tell me it's bad it is you guys have no taste
2: um listen
1: i put tusk the song on the other day and my wife said this is terrible turn it off
2: <laughs> my guy baloney fonseca who is going to be co-hosting with me when you two are out on hey. sunday the the bums chicago sports bums i so got two in the front and then for pregame and then two in the back for postgame. Line change. Yeah, exactly. So Bloney <laughs> would be on the postgame with me and him and Jason would do the postgame while Dougie and Johnny do the pregame with me. But he's a Snoop Dogg's Doggy style. 1992, I believe. Great album. Okay. His seminal album. I don't know if. Uh, would you do uh, Tribe? Uh, oh, yeah. There's uh, probably my favorite Tribe album, uh, Midnight Marauders. There you go. Like how hard it is to sample beats back in late 80s, early 90s because you don't have computers necessarily. You're just doing this with a record player, tape deck, or a four-track. You're just doing that, or reel-to-reel, reel, which is even worse, and splicing up tape and then looping the, the beat. So, yeah, it'll be really hard. Not like that garbage tusk. <laughs> they just brought in oh. some other musicians to play their music. sideswipe It's, it's, it's oh, terrible. Dude. High
0: school, college bands. I mean, they mostly play their own instruments. I know. I mean... Lindsey Buckingham, notably, uh, very uh, proud of his uh, playing ability in this music. He went his own way. Uh, he did. Oh, yeah. mercy. Um, it, it was coming off rumors. It's tough to repeat a rumors. It's not supposed to be rumors. It's Tusk. <laughs> People don't get that. Anyways. It's right, like, we, we let's it. do
2: the best album we've done, and then follow it up with the worst. Break. Hey, I mean, <laughs> you know... Uh, Kendall Graveman
0: had 14 straight innings of uh, scoreless baseball. He's going to follow it up with a tusk soon, you know.
1: Wow,
2: wow! He's predicting doom for, That's for Kendall exactly. Graveman. That's Ugh. baseball, baby. Cut him now before he gets to that point. It's, it's one. <laughs> one record. He's in his room. Sean, is, Ken,
1: is Kendall Graveman going to the All Star game? Do you think?
2: I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I don't smooth. Think, I don't think we're going to smooth. Oh. You guys want to do this? We could just. Have I w- a show.
1: <sighs> Might I as just, well I
2: set it up. We're doing it. Like, We're doing it. That was right. a smooth ass transition. All right. Who who is
0: most likely uh the White Sox all-star representative and why is it Luis Robert Jr.? It's hmm. I get I get the Kendall Grayman hmm. thing. It's likely, but like how many relievers make it? And also like if if Liam Hendricks has a good ERA. Isn't he going to be more of a candidate?
2: But he doesn't right now. And the run he gave up last night, what is his uh, ERA now? It was 8-plus before he got into that game last night. So, yes, the story would be great for Liam, but I'm sure Liam's like, let me earn it. Like he said, let yeah. me earn the It'd actual. It'd be great,
0: though. 6.75 ERA, but he's not pitching like he has but a 6.75 in, Let's ERA. put it this way. In the,
1: in the spirit of the All-Star game being An something that doesn't count and that is something that. baseball fans want to tune into, Liam Hendricks should absolutely be on the all-star team. But I know the man would be like,
2: though, hey, I've been to a couple of all-star games and it'll be great if I go, but this guy... Kendall Graveman, this guy, Joe right, Kelly, right. should go in, in my stead because they are having a better year. I think if we're uh, counting which White Sox should go, in, yeah, Luis is a top candidate, but they have a lot of center field candidates out there. You know, the guy that's gone all his years when he's played a full season, Mike Trout. But I think that they'll probably go to the last night starter. Lucas Giolito, will be uh, the White Sox representative. That's who I'm going to right now. Maybe.
1: I can see it. Especially if it. he is, if he can if he can keep hammering that ERA down a little bit too, I think yeah. But again um, too, it's like he's a pitcher; it'll be somebody else's decision that isn't that isn't a fan vote like mm-hmm. which is perfect.
0: Yeah. Did you did you bring up? Uh, were you mentioning Mike Trout? Yes, okay. Michael Nelson Trout. Um, I know this guy's injured, but also um, ridiculously still, uh, Aaron Judge is a center fielder, so I guess and he's got that two hundred OPS plus.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Real hard on Luis Robert Junior.
0: That's the one. <laughs> Wade Rentz created a plus of one eighty eight mercy. Um, I mean, maybe maybe that's a, a a a boast to or a boost to uh to Luis Robert Junior's uh, candidacy. He is point one war behind Mike Trout. Both have
1: thirteen homers. Well, also, do you know whose OPS is more than a hundred points higher than Luis Robert
2: Junior's? Who? Jake Berger. Right, but he has no position, really. Right. Yeah, I sure. Mean, DH. Is I'm a not position. saying.
1: I'm not DH saying is that he's going though.
2: to be the
0: guy, but... I mean, Jordan will probably get I advantage.
1: mean, is Luis Robert Jr. even the best hitter on his own team? Is what I was getting at. Best hitter? N- yeah. No.
0: No, he's not. I, I think that's a really tough... Uh, that's a tough question because he's not, like, a professional hitter. Like, he's just kind of, like, hitting it as hard as he can, but so is Jake Berger. So it's like they kind of... I have, guess my I, point I, is, I does know.
1: that put it in favor of a pitcher? Jake Berger qualifies as a DH on the All-Star Valley. Okay. yeah. But like, He's, who's not on the all-star ballot? Aloy? Let's see. Let's... Oh, wow, Colas, probably. I mean, let me screen share this for everybody.
2: Aloy's a yeah. right fielder now? I mean, mm-hmm. is Aloy on the outfield
1: ballot? Let's see.
2: Um, Can you search Aloy? Uh, I thought that uh, Stephen just uh, picked uh, Michael A. Taylor. You can write in
0: people. So maybe we could write in Aloy. Oh, we go vote there's for Asturie
2: uh, Ruiz. Um, there he Aloy, is. There's
0: Aloy.
1: He's on the outfield. There you go. And then
0: Benintendi, too, right? Yeah. So there you go. Um I don't think Benatendi's getting in. I don't think Aloy's getting in. I don't think Mankata's getting in. Tim's not getting in. Definitely not one of the second basemen. Or Vaughn's Yaz. not getting in. Yaz or Sebi, even though he's hit two homers. So it comes down
2: to so, Robert Jr., Giolito, Liam, Berger. Liam Sash, Graveman? Graveman
1: would would have a nice case, I think.
0: They're a pretty bad team. I don't know if bullpen's going to be like... I know, I know stat-wise that might wow people, but like... The reason why the Tigers—they're going to get one be, guy.
1: The they're White not going to get a starter yeah, voted correct. in unless, unless okay. the unless White Sox fans decide that they want to, you know, go nuts with everything. But uh, yeah, they're they're going to get one guy, That's and it. so yeah, yeah. All
0: right. um, well, yeah. Well, that was one thing too. I was thinking like Tigers probably going to get like Alec Lang in, right? So like I mean, there's so, some instances of, of bullpens. I think like Ryan Noda will be the represent uh, re- representation of uh, of the A's. Right, so like you know, they 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 might take a batter, they might take a pitcher. I could see it being Lucas, Liam, Luis. Like I think those are probably the three biggest candidates. Someone who's, I'd be surprised whose first Berger. name starts with an L. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake Berger not making the team. Liam um, Berger. Berger or Robert in the home run derby from baloney. I mean, they they're both at thirteen. I mean, we what was the last White Sox to be in the derby? That would be. I feel like it wasn't like Alex Rios in the derby. I think he was. Paul well,
1: it wasn't Rios when he was with the White Sox. Rios won the home run derby when he was in Toronto.
2: Mm. Um, did Jermaine do one? I mean, that's a long time ago now, but. Frank Thomas won
1: one. He did. I th- is it Conurco? That's 2002. That's so long ago.
0: Ah. What was Most it? recent White Sox player to hit in the derby was? Can we have a year? 2016. Jose Abreu.
1: 2016.
2: I think so. No, it's San Jose Abreu. Oh, Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier. Yeah, because he title. was a, he was a yeah he was a champion the year before. Yeah. I forgot. Also,
1: didn't he hit forty homers that year? <laughs> yeah, right. or was that seventeen? <laughs> One of those years with the White Sox, he hit forty homers.
2: Um, Sass Hawk.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. I'm going down there. Like, you take over. Let me check on Todd.
0: Um, no. Yes. no. Yes. Yes. 2016, he had 40 homers. Yep. Um 35, 40, and then uh, 16,
2: and then was traded the Yankees. Um, Man, we need that again. I he wasn't think, that great as a White Sox, as I recall. But those home runs would do well for the White Sox. So, I think
1: uh, got Frank is the only one
0: to win it. But
1: also, you—I was trying to say they that used to be a thing where it was like they drew from the guys who were on the All Star team. I don't think that matters anymore. No. I think they just like invite whoever will say yes.
2: Right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, Carlton Fisk in '85 um, was 37 at the time. In the first ever home run derby with four homers. So put Aloy in the
1: home run derby. Yeah. That would be entertaining. He'll get hurt. Um,
0: But, like, I think it has to be somebody who is at least near the top of the home run leader. Like, Jermaine Dye in 2006 at PNC Park.
1: Sure. They could also very well find eight guys who aren't White Sox. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Paul Canerco
0: in 2002, yeah. no, it's Frank in, Thomas in 95, Todd Seattle. Frazier in 2016, and
2: that's it. So there's no connections, yeah. I don't think, the White Sox to any of the Seattle people, unless you go with Graveman, who was a Mariner for a little bit, returning there. But I don't think any White Sox no, is no a case. native to the, the area of the Pacific Northwest. Sometimes the people do that. Is
0: anybody a native of the Pacific Northwest? I don't think no. so. Nick Madrigal.
1: The closest, that would, closest you'd get Vaughan? would be Vaughn, but okay. that's California. Has
2: terrible music. Vaughn's terrible music? Yeah, the country he had last oh, year. Geez.
0: He changed it up to Johnny Cash. He's fine. Uh, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button right at uh, Gordon Beckham. But we appreciate any thumbs up. Uh, that you would really like to share, make sure you're hitting that uh, subscribe button, and we also have the uh, Bears Late Night Pod as well, and that's going to be starting at eight PM. So we got a ton of coverage for you on all of your favorite Chicago sports here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Make sure you go read Vinnie Duber's post at allchgo.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinnie Duber He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Control Twenty Three. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We'll be with you after Game Two for a post game to wrap up the Yankees White Sox series tomorrow. Tomorrow around 8.30, Eight forty. Oh, man, 8.30 would be beautiful. Nine, around there. Um, I think we started around 8.45, so that'd be nice uh, yesterday. Uh, and thank you, Stephen Nicholas, for producing the show. We will talk to you tomorrow after the Yankees-White Sox game, and if not, uh, we'll have another off-day show if the game does get canceled because there still is smoke in the forecast, so everyone uh, stay indoors and stay safe. Watch uh, your you're. Twitter
1: feeds for uh, update on Absolutely. what we'll be doing. The 150-
0: Webeckian wildfires. Yeah. Mercy. Uh stay safe folks. See you tomorrow.